Hi, and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 54. Where are you? Um, it's Saturday, May 21st, um, when this show will be going live. And with me tonight, as per usual, we have Mr. Nathan. The cake is a lie, Mustafa. Oh, you almost said Mufasa. Screw you <laughs> and your stupid <laughs> show. <laughs> we have Andy Virtua Gergen. What's up? I see what he's doing. And we got yeah. <laughs> Zach's Inferno. Mm. He's referencing Zach's. your experience on the toilet earlier today. Uh. <laughs> In this show, we've um, carefully embedded hints as to the content you'll be experiencing yes. later and, and today. And you can call me... Neil thinks the Conduit 2 kind of sucks Ronahan. Don't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get to that, um, uh, we're so going to get to Andy's games, which uh, he's been playing some Virtua Tennis 4 and Lego Pirates 3DS. Tell us about it. Absolutely. For the first time in what feels like seven months, I have actually like new review games to talk about in this podcast. Um Two games, Virtua Tennis 4 for the Wii. I got that in the mail um, on Friday, I think. And a um, couple of things about this game really surprised me. Now, I don't know if you guys have played much of the Virtua Tennis games before. None. But I'm a big fan of them. I played a lot I of... I um, played one. I played a lot uh-huh. of Tennis 2K2 on the Dreamcast. And back on the Dreamcast, the, when the game first came out, they implemented what they called the World Tour mode that they've been kind of improving on ever since and the world tour mode is just basically your career mode for the for the game if you don't have anybody to play it with uh it's the campaign um the campaign in virtual tennis 4 is really fantastic i sat down with the game to play it uh on saturday for the or sunday for, for the first time and just sort of like booted up the world tour mode kind of expecting to just put a like a minute or two in to get a feel for it I played it for three hours in one sitting. It's shit, crazy. Dude. It's basically it's it's a board game. So Ooh. they uh the game this the, the the season or the the campaign is split into four seasons, basically four rounds of this giant board game, and each round consists of um a big tournament at the end, a bunch of small tournaments in between, and a game board that links the whole thing together where you basically have these plane tickets to get from city to city and the plane tickets that basically it's, it's like you can move. It's like three different combinations of spaces you can move. So you, you can either move two, three or four spaces, depending on the three random tickets that you have. So like the number of spaces you can move is all like kind of random and you have to progress through the board trying to hit, like, all of the training spots to get your character built up. It's, I mean, it's very RPG-esque. So you have to, cool. you know, try to land on the training spots to get your character built up. You have to try to land, land on the publicity spots to get your popularity built up. And the exhibition spots to get, like, to get some practice in for the actual tennis. Um, so there's these little tournaments all along the way where if you're popular enough, um, if you have a high enough star rating, then you can enroll in the tournament. And then at the end of each uh, season... Of looks at there's four of them. At the end of each season, you can enter into the big tournament um, for even more glory. It's it's just a lot of fun. Like the way they built it up, like the the world tour mode they had before was a lot more open, where like there was just basically this globe, and you can go anywhere on the globe each week of the, of the world tour. Um, and it, 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 there was a whole bunch of tournaments that you couldn't even play in right off the bat because they'd have tournaments that were way, way over your head, like, right away. Because it was all pretty randomly generated. This new one, like, actually kind of makes you play it like a like a strategy game to some extent. Um, 
And at the at the, at the crux of it all is this really really solid Virtua Tennis gameplay that's always been always been great. Uh, the gameplay of Virtua Tennis is is one of the one of the best. I mean, it's been great for years. They pretty much nailed it back in like 2001 when the first game came out. Uh, it's been a great arcade game forever, and it translates really well to the home to the home experience. Um, now, granted, it doesn't have the pretty HD graphics of its you know older brothers, but it's it's still a really great game. The only weird thing about this game um, that really drives me crazy is that for whatever reason, the only uh, control you can use in the game is NES style. Wait, what? what? Yeah. Uh, Wait, I was going to ask, does it use motion plus? Okay, so it doesn't it, even so use it, motion controls? No, so like, okay, we can, you can use motion plus in a single mode called motion play. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's like another version of the exhibition mode where you can use motion plus. And it puts, you, it puts you in a first person mode, so all you have to worry about is the, uh, the arm movements. You don't have to worry about controlling your person just like in Wii Tennis. But none of that matters at all to the rest of the content in the game. Like, it's all, wow. it's a completely, it's a completely segregated mode from the main menu. Everything else, I mean, Classic Controller Pro is an obvious example. This game has never been played on a D-pad before. It's it's an it's an analog stick game. I mean, it's been played with, a, with an arcade stick, I guess, in the arcades. And maybe maybe you could use the D-pad on the Dreamcast controller, but this is an analog stick game. This is a game that's meant to that's be played really with an analog weird. stick. And on top of that, the game needs four buttons. They they make you use the stupid B button underneath the controller for for a lob <laughs> move. And oh that's even God. more irritating because if you're dry, if you're like in an intense match and you're gripping the controller really hard and you go to like slam the ball across the net, but your finger slips onto the B button, you run up to the net and lob the ball back over like a freaking idiot. It's the stupidest thing ever. And I don't understand why they couldn't have just let you use Wii Remote and Nunchuck or Classic Controller for God's sake. Why, why NES style? Like maybe as an option. But the only the only option are you are you kidding me? And it's almost enough to ruin this really really great game, except for the fact that the NES control kind of works. Like it's not like it doesn't look like it doesn't function. It it plays okay, but every time I pick it back up, it takes me about five or ten minutes to kind of get over how stupid it is. Ugh. I don't know. It's it's, it's such that's, a bizarre, that's just weird. Shit. Like there was a Virtua Tennis game that came out the other year that used Motion Plus in the main game. Yeah, Virtua Tennis, I think it was Virtua Tennis 2009. It came out right around uh, Grand Slam Tennis when Motion Plus launched. I tried the Motion Plus in this game just briefly and found it kind of hard to use. Yeah, I, I hated it in Grand Slam Tennis. I never played Virtua Tennis 2009. I think they might have been made by different people. Um, yeah, 2009 I think and were. I think Sumo Digital did the last one. And I think this was done by like the original sure. makers of the game. Something like that. And you know, the, the presentation of the game is really good. I mean... It, it feels it feels like a step up from the previous virtual tennis games that I played before. The menus look nice. Um, the character models, the animation is fantastic. There's some weird kind of like bland textures in the background, and at the end of the day, a, a pretty looking tennis game is still just a tennis game. But um, I mean, it's a really impressive package with just this one really glaring character flaw. So I mean, I don't know. I I would say if you've never tried a virtual tennis home game and you have any interest in sort of an RPG style tennis game, I would say, you know, hell, just find Virtua Tennis 3 on Xbox for five bucks. <laughs> um, but there's no reason, I mean, there's no reason not to have played one. They're they're great. 
it just seems really bizarre that they chose to only use the, the NES style. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Is I'm it, still really enjoying it, so... Is it reminiscent of, like, the Mario Tennis games? I think Mario Tennis was directly inspired by Virtua Tennis, because Mario Tennis came out... Mario Tennis came out on, on N64, I think, the year after... Um, the year after Virtua Tennis came out, which means 2001 seems late. I'm not actually sure when Virtua Tennis came out. Huh. Um, but I'm pretty sure that Mario Tennis came out the year after. Um, it's... And I remember thinking Mario Tennis seemed very directly inspired by it. Um... I don't know that they control very similarly. Mario Tennis feels a lot looser, and of course it's got the supernatural stuff. Supernatural, right, that's, a right. bad, that's a bad word for it, but it's got the cartoony power-ups and stuff. Yeah, I appreciate, Tennis, I appreciate that, and I, li- I like the characters in the Mario sports games. Virtua Tennis feels very realistic. I mean, it has very realistic TV-style presentation. Um, it looks great. It uses licensed players who you've probably largely never heard of, although it does have Andy Roddick. Uh, Maria Sharapova, Venus Williams, um, Roger Federer. So, I mean, it's got a few names that you probably have heard of. If you're a tennis buff, you've probably heard of more of them. Um, I don't really care who the people are. The the, the presentation is good regardless if, if you care who the people are. And he yeah, doesn't care about Tennis people. came out in 1999 in arcades. It came out on Dreamcast in 2000. And Mario Tennis came out in Japan halfway through 2000. Jesus so, by now, I've been directly inspired that, by it. Um, I just looked it up. You're supposed to say yes. No, I don't think uh, that no, it's inspired by it, but it kind of seemed like it kind of seemed like a bizarre circumstance that like Sega had this really great tennis game, and then a year later Nintendo had a really great tennis game on their home system. Well, do you think mm-hmm. that Mario Tennis could have been made in like eight months or less? No, probably probably not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying there was an actual like relationship. There, I mean, there the there could have been you know they could have been on a path but, and then been inspired you know to change course. Right. Yeah. That that um, isn't unfeasible. I haven't tried it multiplayer. It does it does support online multiplayer. I have Ooh. I tried it once and got disconnected halfway through. Go figure. Bad. Um, but it played okay before. I mean, it was a little laggy, but that's gonna happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, my my best experiences with uh, tennis two K two on the Dreamcast were four player doubles. Get two on two and just like set it up for best of six and just go to town like. It's just it the, the game the game plays so easily like it's so easy to to actually play the game that it's just a blast to get people in and and having fun at it like it's it's kind of hard to suck at the game. Um, Sega just makes it very easily. You don't you don't have to be anywhere near the ball to like hit it back. You just kind of have to be in the vague area, and you it, like the game. It's, it's all about positioning. Like the the closer you are to where the ball is to like to the area behind where the ball is going to land, the better shot you'll return but i mean you can run halfway across the court and and leap at it and you'll still hit it back it's just that you're going to spend a half second like kind of recomposing yourself while your opponent's nailing it back it's a game that's all about positioning it's not hard to play there's a bit of skill involved in trying to position your opponent to kind of lean towards one side of the court and then get up to the net and slam it on the other side um it's a it's a it's a really good time. I'm still really enjoying it. I just wish they allowed me to use the classic controller or at least the damn nunchuck. Uh, mm. The you trying to like jam on that D pad after a while kind of just it's uncomfortable. And this is a game that if once once you get into it, you're you're really into it. You'll grip that controller like it's a like it's a lifeline. Like the games get pretty intense, especially like now that I'm in the last leg of my uh, my my season or the, my fourth season for. Um, for the tournament mode, there's one little quirk that's been bugging me about the about the world tour mode though, and that's that like I'm clearly behind the curve in my pot in my character's popularity. 
meaning that I'm not invited to almost to, to any of the uh, intermediate tournaments. Oh, so no. every single time I, I come across one, I have to skip it, meaning that I don't get the extra popularity that I would have gotten in that tournament. So the more I fall behind the curve, the harder it is for me to catch up. And at this point, I'm kind of wondering if I did something wrong because it, I'm clearly like they're, – they're, they're telling me that it would take like an, 100 extra star points to, to get into the next tournament. And there's no way I can get more than like 30 between tournaments. It's impossible. So I'm not sure if I did something wrong, if maybe I didn't focus on popularity early enough in, my, in the beginning of my career. I think I'm going – I want to see what happens after you get past the fourth season. Maybe they'll let you start over with the same character, hmm. keeping the uh, popularity you've already earned. That would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. I, I would recommend cool. the Virtual Tennis series in general to anybody. I don't know that aside from the redesigned World Tour mode, I don't know that this mode is really any different. It's kind of like it's kind of like Tetris. The core gameplay's never changed, but it's always been good. So anyway, the other game I've been playing wait, is wait, wait, wait. before that. Let's just spell this out. Virtua Tennis Four is like Tetris. Yeah. The 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 TL, TLDR version of what he just yeah. said. It's it, it was a game that came out really in a really really solid version like a decade ago and they keep iterating on it without really changing it much and it's still good. And I'll still buy it. I've owned it's at like least Pokemon. four versions of this game. Yeah, it's like Pokémon. I've owned like four versions of Virtual Tennis and I never get tired of it. It's a great game. It's awesome. better multiplayer and the World Tour mode is fantastic. Go buy it. It was out, I think, last weekend. It came out last week. So the other game I've been playing is Lego Pirates uh, on, the, on the 3DS. This game is um, very similar to all the Lego games you've played before, except for now it's in 3D on a handheld that can do 3D. And I gotta say, like the first the first impression I had of Lego 3DS on on uh, Lego Pirates on 3DS is that it's very competent. It's it, it's it's Probably the best hand. I've never played the PSP ones, but it's probably the best handheld version I've ever seen of the Lego, uh, the Lego series. Did you play like the? the uh, did you play the Star Wars uh, for the 3DS? No, I did not. I did. I, um, yeah, I wonder how how much of a how, step how, up. It how, would how did be it look? That. It looked pretty good. Yeah, this one looks pretty good too. Um, the 3D in this game is really well done. That's one thing I noticed about it is like even in the cutscenes, like they took the time to really, to really, kind of wrap the world in, into the 3D and not just have like a couple of different layers. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving back and forth. There was one scene uh, in the very end of the Curse of the Black Pearl section of the game, where you're hmm. fighting Captain Barbosa and like, in the foreground is light streaming into the cave, and it's very clearly in front of the battle that you're going through, and it's a really neat effect. So the, the cool. 3D in this game, and the fact that it's got like a pretty solid frame rate, except for a couple of occasions, and the graphics look very crisp. I mean, it's, it just looks like a very competent LEGO game. I feel it's like not this might that... look better than LEGO Star Wars, but it probably also benefited from a little bit longer development time on the 3DS. Sure. And it, I mean, it's Absolutely. the second 3DS title, I would assume. Absolutely. And I, I, I guess at the end of the day, it feels like much the same experience that you'd get on a console version of the game, which is a compliment because those are pretty good. Um, and I'm really happy mm. with it. One thing that I'm noticing, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this is specific to the handheld version of the game, it's considerably shorter than I'm used to the LEGO games being. In fact, it seems like the shortest LEGO game I think I've played, because I've played the, both the, the trilogies of Star Wars. I've played um, Harry Potter a little bit. Uh, and I remember thinking that, especially with Harry Potter, the, the 
the games were getting very long. It took a long time to clear one of those one of those stages. Um, Lego Pirates. I finished Curse of the Black Pearl. Blah, 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 blah. I finished Curse of the Black Pearl pretty quickly. Um, there's a very small hub world, like it's not. It doesn't have the giant hub world that the uh, other Lego games seem to. It seems like a much smaller experience in general. Um, I finished the first of the four movies so far. I actually rented the second and third movies so I can rewatch them before I play the uh, the next bit of the game. Wow. Since the, the Lego games are kind of boring to play if you don't know what the story's about. Oh, but, you've never uh, watched them? Not in a long time. I've never seen the third one. And I haven't seen the second one since the theaters. Yeah. I don't really recall what happens in the movies. Uh, there are pirates. But, yeah, and Johnny Depp is the drunk. guy that did Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It'd be, it'd be more fun with multiplayer. The the one difference I noticed in the handheld version of the game, as compared to the console versions, is that instead of having multiple characters running around on the screen, you just swap between them. There's no like two or three guys running around that you that you pass between. It's only one moving character on the screen at a time, assuming that you don't have multi- two players. Hmm. So I'm not sure if that's how it was in Star Wars. And you know, in, in the console games, you have like three or four guys running around, and when you switch characters, like this little ball of light goes between your characters to yes. to, indi- to indicate who you're who you're um, switching. It's your player between. spirit. Yeah. Whatever it is. But and uh, the 3DS game is only one character. You hit the L or the R buttons, and it'll rotate out who you want to have who you want to have in the game. Hmm. Um, and the characters are pretty basic, like. The sword fighting characters, and then there's most of the sword fighting characters have some sort of a projectile weapon. Like Will Turner will throw his sword, and uh, Jack Sparrow has a pistol. Um, cool. It's fun. It's a Lego game. I'm really enjoying cool. it. I think I think it's a, one of the better Lego games that I've played in a while. It's very straightforward. It's it's a smaller experience, which I liked. I thought the, I thought the Lego games got too big um, with uh, Harry Potter and the second second Star Wars trilogy. I'm more of I mean the game the 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 I feel like the level design should match the like philosophy of the game, which is a, a small, tight experience, not like a massive, sprawling environment. This so. is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, man. He's alive. Pirate so brave. All right, so Nathan, Portal 2. Seas. Zach Miller's a real cinephile. I was going to say, just let Zach go. Please, just you let, complete let him keep me. going. Uh, is that... That's a, a real song done by like some... Comedy the people, you should right? look it up and on Michael the YouTube's. Bolton. I heard it on the radio, on accident. Um, really? Yeah. Well, no, no, a podcast. Never mind. I call it the radio. Uh, it's the internet radio. Um, I've been playing Portal Two, courtesy of Andy, who Yay. sent me his copy. Thank you, Andy. Um, Yay! It continues to be Portal, and they add stuff, and they add stuff, and they add stuff, but you're still. Looking at a door, and it's fun. I have a lot of fun with it, but you know, at the end of the day, you look at the door, and you can just kind of work backwards from there, and you just go bleep, blop, bloop, and you're done with the room. And then, uh, there's a section of the game where you so can't. So there are three buttons one for bleep, one for blop, and one for bloop? <laughs> Generally, that's what Ew. I've named the three different colors of goo you have to use in the game. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, what was I going to say? And then there's a section of the game where it kind of opens up, but it's sort of a false sense of openness it's just stretching what you were doing before and it turns into a pain in the ass because you have to search for what surfaces you can shoot a portal to and i i kind of dragged through that area i didn't i didn't enjoy it so much 
It kind so of feels unlike ninety nine percent of the gaming press. You don't think this is the second coming? No, no, I don't. Wow. It's fun. I am enjoying it. I really, I really enjoyed Portal Two, but I did kind of feel like maybe there's a reason the first game was so short. Like that mechanic, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it really works that well over like a nine or ten hour game. Um, no, because like because... That, that 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 middle section is just sort of like it becomes very much like a pixel hunter game because all you're looking or, it all does. you're trying to do it does. is search for the one surface that you like that you can put a portal on exactly. and then you know that surface is part of your solution. Yeah, that's that's the the game ender right there. And it, you know, I'm not yeah. having it just it for some reason like braid felt like I would somehow discover the uh the solutions to them, you know, after much trial and error. This is just Usually it's just a pain executing. Like I can figure out almost instantly. Like you know, you you just look at what you need to put a box on, basically, and you can kind of just work out the order from there. But then there's a lot of things where you're like, I gotta fly through this and then shoot one down kind of quickly and then jump back up and I'm upside down and I'm trying to shoot again. And it's just it's challenging from a dexterity point of view. And they do less of that in this game, but I tend not to like that about this game. Where it's just like, it's hard to actually, to physically do what, you know, you solved quite a while ago. Yeah, do you, sure. do you get that? Yeah, I don't, I don't really appreciate that. And then sometimes I'll miss a jump and I'll just end up sitting at the bottom of a giant tube and, you know, kind of go through. No, that's, that's, it's understandable. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated about both of the Portal games is the, is the writing and, and the script. Yeah, I, I still maintain that Portal is one of the best written games I've ever played, and Portal Two is just sort of more of the same, which I don't use as a as as a, as a you know to disparage the game. More mm-hmm. of the same is fine, but the thing that the first Portal had going for it was that it was still kind of unique and original, and the second game doesn't really doesn't really do that. It follows a very very set formula. You know, you mm-hmm. you enter a test chamber or a series of test chambers, and you have a little bit of dialogue at the beginning, maybe a little bit in the middle and then a little bit more at the end and that's the way the entire game works. Yeah. Um, and I still really enjoyed Portal 2. I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think the middle section did drag. Uh, I, st- I loved J.K. Simmons' character. I think he was hilarious. I had a, uh, I had a dream that's... with Cave Johnson in it, so I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, my, in my dream, he was a short, uh, like a gnome in a, in a long <laughs> red shirt and uh, like we were going through the, uh, the bathroom from Goldeneye we were just like zipping no, around. You should, you should get more than three to four hours of sleep a night. I should, but it's a great. It was a great dream. Uh, yeah, and I think I think Stephen Merchant adds a lot to the game. But like he does once a good again, job. But he starts grading on me after uh, after a while. Well, he's a lot funnier when he's when he's. That was um, a. That was a. Oh my god! That was a horrible spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe we should edit, maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll try and down. I'll try and bleep it. Um, you um, okay, I'll just I'll bleep that too. No. Steven Merchant was really good in the game though. I really enjoyed Steven Merchant's performance in the game. I thought I thought he was pretty fantastic uh, all the way through. And uh that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it it was good. Um Oh, see, I want to agree with what you said. Let me, I, I agree with the thing that I, I, that Andy said and I bleeped. 
I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to make it easy for you to just cut that entire thing out, but I guess you did. You did, and I got that, but I'm just going to leave it. I'd rather okay. I'd rather have the pain in the ass of bleeping it. I don't know why. Fair enough. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I like the game. I mean, I I didn't love the game. Good game. Uh, quite I'm looking forward to game. trying the co-op, and I'm glad yeah, I will I will not be playing it with an imbecile. So that's good. Yeah, uh, there's that. Yeah. Uh, other than Portal Two. I've been playing a lot of PSP because I I got a PSP Go. Um, fortunately, the uh, the PSN went back up the day I got the uh, the Go, so I could authenticate everything. Yeah, um, PSN went back up the day I made a whole bunch of PSN and still down uh, offline jokes in the episode title and notes. You did, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was fantastic. I really... Yeah, yeah. I I kind of bought the Go before all that happened, and I was kind of worried. That, oh god, is this gonna be sitting? But at the same time, they discontinued it at a lot of stores. Um, and it was the only one within like a hundred miles of me. So I was like, wow. I've slightly wanted one. I guess now's the time to get it. Um, sure. So I, I went ahead and got it and I'm not regretting it. It, it kind of, it shows me what I'd like Nintendo to take a look at doing. Maybe not entirely neglecting the uh the physical game carts they don't have to do that but just the convenience of having a large amount of storage on a handheld that i can keep my game library in and not have to worry about swapping stuff out and you know i like dsiware as much as the next guy but those aren't ds games those aren't the uh golden sons or professor layton's of the ds and if i could have all that with me that would just be fantastic I kind of have to agree with you, and then I mean the, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Like I mean I I do like physical media. I won't lie. Like the whole download future kind of scares me a little bit, especially when shit like what would happen with PSN happens. Yeah, but yeah. the idea like I mean DSiWare kind of opened my eyes up to that because then it was the kind of thing where okay, d- it's not not like expansive games, but you know I did have I had Shantae at my fingertips. Yeah, you I, have you a, know, a nice Mario puzzle yeah. games, those art style games. That, like if I just wanted to. I just wanted to Can you imagine in. how mu- how much more you would have played your your uh, DSi if you could have downloaded Picross 3D and just had it on your DS at well, all times? Well, I would yeah. I wouldn't have played anything else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, um, there there are several other things I like about it. I like the uh, you know, when when you flip it open, it knows you want to play it, so it just turns the wait, system on. Wait, wait a second. When you slide it open, Neil. Yeah. Huh? Did you say you had Shantae at your fingertips? Uh, you Zach. lucky son of a bitch. Hey. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so I like how when you just slide it open, it turns on. That's a smart thing. You know, every time I open my 3DS, it's because I want to play it. It's not because I just want to look at the screens yeah. and, you yeah. know, check my, uh, check my eyelashes or something. And um, another thing it does is it lets you save your state no matter where you are in any game. That's, um, that's cool. awesome. And I, I think that kind of respect for the gamer's time is really valuable because I don't I don't want to sit through all the opening shit in games. And if I'm playing an RPG and there's nowhere to save because whoever made the game thought, oh, it's a good idea to have save crystals every 40 minutes. Well, I don't have a 40-minute lunch. If I can just back out and save wherever I'm at in a battle or whatever it is. It's really convenient. 
And I like that. That alone was enough for me to get it. But yeah, I, I like the Go. Um, how, how does the hard How does the hardware feel? Like the buttons and the D pad and the analog stick and whatnot. It's it's all uh, it's all good. It's not uh, it doesn't fit as oh. snugly in my hand as the three thousand did. Yeah, it's um, it's a little it's a little too close together for me. Yeah, I I kind of have to hold it a little more daintily. It doesn't touch the insides of my hands. Um, but it's fine. I don't feel like I'm gonna drop it or anything. Do you, Do you keep your pinky out when you play it? Oh, let me see. Yes, the pinky is out. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I don't understand. Is there some innuendo there? No, you're just a high class man. You know what? The pinky is. The pinky's not touching the PSP, but they're pointing towards me. Oh, okay. I guess that doesn't qualify as the pinky. I'm not, uh, I don't look like Greg drinking a cup of tea, if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do not regret, uh, the purchase. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yep. Cool. That's all I did. Right. All right. Um, I'm also, gonna wait, talk hold on. Also, Final Fantasy Nine kicks ass. Why don't they do that yeah, again? Yeah, dude, that game rules. Why don't they do that again? All the animation yeah. stuff, awesome. And they could do something like that on the the DS yeah, now, the I, 3DS. I've had my, my copy of it on PlayStation 1. It's I've been awesome. meaning to replay it. It's been a long time. I love it. So far, that. my favorite Final Fantasy, by far. 6 is still the tops for me, but I'm I'm waiting. Underrated. I'm waiting to play 6 uh, on the virtual, the virtual console. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about another highly anticipated sequel, kind of like Portal 2. In that exactly the same as Portal Two. <laughs> uh, Actually, I would say better Conduit better 2. than Portal Two. Wow, wow! So Conduit Two. Um, well, okay, let's recap, guys. Virtua Tennis Four is like Tetris, and Conduit Two is better than Portal Two. Wow! It's yeah, a, there you go. A, we're, we're dropping is, uh, knowledge. Guys. It's also better it's than Zara World here. Yeah. yeah, but Conduit Two. Um, I I got a copy courtesy of High Voltage. Um, and I was checking it out. I played some of the single player. I didn't really find the single player too bad. Um, I do like the the creativity in the the guns in the game and like the secondary fire and stuff. And my original like prognosis of that game being um, kind of similar to like Perfect Dark and how like you know it had crazier weapons, had a lot more modes, whereas Goldeneye, uh, you know, the version on Wii and the N64 version was a little more basic and down to earth, but it just sucks that the rest of the game just kind of blows. Like it's yeah, so, get it, some. It's so rough around the edges. <laughs> um, the story makes no sense. Although I really want to get to the ending. If you haven't seen the video for the ending, go see it because it's just like WTF. Um, like, like I don't even want to spoil it. Just go watch the ending. I think Game Informer did some kind of feature yeah. on it because of how they ridiculous it was. Up. Who's who's the uh, the star of the game? Was it like Truck Ford or something? Uh, Michael, Michael Ford. Ford. Well, no, like all the all the villains and the heroes are like named after presidents or something. I don't really understand. Oh the story. snap! Symbolism. But like now I'm in Atlantis, um, so that's cool. But I have I you met have you met uh, Andromeda? I'm I, I'm about to. I only played okay. the first mission, but just, I mean, I just like pay attention. Pay attention to when she has a close up. Uh, she suddenly gets all cold and chattery. <laughs> uh. But anyway, um, single player not really seeming that bad. Uh, I got the patch before I played it, so there wasn't some kind of game-ending bug, like is apparently on the copy of the game if you don't have online. 
Um, that's that's terrible. That sucks. But, um, I played some local multiplayer with three of my friends last night, though, and that's where it really shined like a turd. Um, we played Invasion, <laughs> which is the Horde mode co-op, horde mode. which was just kind of a mess. It was a little fun, but like... There were all sorts of like clipping and dry, like like the graphics were a mess. Like one of my friends like just had a hard time playing because his corner of the screen kept on being obscured in some fashion, whether it was like frame rate dropping or like just a lot of weird clipping and shit there's, like that. There's probably a new patch out for that. Yeah, I mean that's Sounds... likely is they are patching the game a lot. That's one thing that should be known is that High Voltage is actively working to fix their game, which was kind of to a mess fix when their it released. Broken game. Yeah, I don't care. Delayed. Yeah, that. I don't care about all that. Yeah. No, you know, like, I, I, I mean, Bethesda did that with Fallout New Vegas, and I was like, too late. Yeah, mm. no, I agree with you, but just just let it be known that if you do like this game and you're like, man, I wish it ran better, it might someday. Probably not. They released a big patch today. Yeah, they did. Uh, I haven't downloaded it yet. I don't know if I ever will. Does it uh, add fun play to the it game? Online. No, it just Uh-oh. fixes shit. But then I played the local multiplayer. We played a round of deathmatch, and then we tried balloon battle. Which the idea is so novel. It basically just takes the Mario Kart balloon battle and puts it into a first person shooter. So people have balloons and like if you kill them, I don't know how you do this, but after you kill a person, you can steal a balloon. Um, at first we were hoping that you would have to boost into them like you would in Mario Kart, but that, that was alas not the case. But I mean, that's, that's a really cool idea. It's just that the maps also for local multiplayer are so goddamn big. Um, they were clearly built for online multiplayer and unlike GoldenEye, which had local multiplayer versions of the levels, or at least it appeared to be that way to me whenever I played it. I didn't have that trouble where we the four people would be wandering around the level and they're not finding each other. Um, but that's what we were doing in Conduit 2. Like, one of my friends went nearly the entire match without seeing someone, um, and that sucked. But I just wish it was a better game because, like, I, I really, like... I like that idea of of that uh that the, the balloon battle in a first person shooter. I think it's really novel, but the game's just shitty. Have you played actually online? No, not yet. I don't know. I mean, unless I play, I don't with like you, it much. Unless I play it with you, Zach, I likely won't play it online. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of how it looks? Do you think they improve? No. Water no. looks good. That's about it. <laughs> I mean the art direction. I think the whole game looks a little. I actually like know, the art direction great. in the original more. Like I feel like this one's a lot wow. more generic. Oh wow! But I mean, I, it's not that I've seen the entire game, so. I think I think that uh, it's still a corridor shooter. They yeah, pretty it up, they but just masked, still, you're still they walking just masked the, the corridors a little better. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean it's just, it's it's a pity. It really is. Um, Strong and words. the last thing that I'm going to talk about, I went to, uh, that we had Rob Olberg on the show, I guess that was two episodes ago, and I went to the, uh, the first Street Pass Princeton event last week. It was in the back of a Panera Bread, slightly sketchy. Um, yeah, I mean, it does really pretty Prin- sketchy. Princeton's a really nice town. It's not sketchy at all. Was um, anyone dealing yeah, drugs like back Like the back there? of a Panera Bread, you don't know what goes Yeah, when I there. walked in, I had never been at the Panera Bread before, so I didn't really know where to go, and I just kind of wandered oh. back and then noticed that there were, like, AR cards on the yeah, wall. Right right, the right behind the overpriced sandwiches, I yeah. believe is where they Well, were. there's a community <laughs> room in the Panera Bread. The nudity room? Community. 
Ah. Oh. Like, like people can book the room and then have events such as Street Pass Princeton or maybe a knitting group. Or a nudity room. Yeah, or a nudity group. I think all three are equal excitement. Yes. Um, but I got a bunch of street passes, which is pretty much the point of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can play Find Me. How do you feel now, yeah. Neil, that you've got all those those hits? Um, it was pretty numbers. cool. Like uh, in Street Fighter Four, because uh, that seemed to be the game that everyone's raving about there. Um, but in Street Fighter Four, a lot of people with the uh, the figurine battling, and it's surprisingly a lot of fun to watch all those figurine battles. And I'm also surprised that my figurine battle team kind of rocked. Um, I think I probably had like like I, I street passed about ten people there. Supposedly there were twenty there throughout the entire event. I was only there for the last hour because of because of my day job. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're famous. Show up when you want, yeah, right? Uh, you know. Um, but the the Street Fighter Four battling the, the figurine battle is kind of fun to watch, and it, it, there is kind of strategy to the placement of where your figurines are for people not in the know. Basically, you get these these trophies that uh, for every character, there's levels one through seven, and they all have different stats. Even the ones that are the same level, they have different stats in some regard. Um, and then you basically line them up in any order that you want from one through five, and you have a cap of you can only have your total team level can't be more than 20. And then you can place them where you want. So, like, you know, maybe you don't want to throw out your best you're you're like your guy who's a level seven out in the first one because that would go up against another level seven you might lose that so maybe you put him near the middle but it's kind of cool i just wish you know there was more opportunity than these events that happen every month or so to actually you know consistently use it that sounds like it would be really fun with a final fantasy uh game or yeah dragon quest or anything like that or a pokemon or a pokemon game what if you could catch other people's uh uh pokemon if you stood behind them for long enough without them noticing you. Like, I don't know, like, if someone's standing immediately behind you, you have to open your 3DS quickly. Yeah. To prevent yeah, the start shaking. You're like, what the fuck? Does that vibrate? I don't know if it can. I mean, it does vibrate, but does it? I don't know. Does it no, vibrate? No, it doesn't. No. Okay. The, now we know what kind of titles we're not going to see in the eShop. hey Ha-ha. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I got to say about Street Pass Princeton. It was pretty cool. I think they're having another event. They're going to have a Dead or Alive tournament, which I will likely not participate in because I doubt I'll get that game. Yeah. I've been playing a lot more Super Street Fighter 4, though. Um, it's a really good game. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm considering it, trading yeah. in Splinter Cell and getting it. I should do something yeah. with Ghost Recon, trying to get some, some cash monies. Yeah, I finally wrote my Ghost Recon review. Um, I saw... Our no, conversation should... last week really helped me write it because it was like it's oh, really good, but <laughs> yeah, it just feels but... like I'm I'm pushing things around the screen for an hour, yeah, and then going bang, 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 bang. And it seemed like some people disagreed with me a little bit. They're like, it's not that slow. You can change the movement speed. I'm like, I know it still was just slow. It wasn't necessarily the length of how long the turns take, but it was just that you have to have all those setup turns before you can do everything. I think when you're not as invested in the characters and all the minutia of them, you know, like in a tactics ogre, Final Fantasy tactics, then it becomes a little more painful having to shuffle yeah. them around like that when it's just like, this is the big gun. This is the little gun. And they're, they're all sort of clustered in the same area. There's no real advantage to keeping everyone spread correctly. Yeah. And it's just, uh. And I also, I mean, in that game, I really don't like how one of your guys dies, mission fail. 
like I really liked in Fire Emblem games where, you know, you could be basically like, all right, we'll sacrifice that guy. I don't really like him that much anyway. And then just move on with the game. It's yeah. very much, it's, it's, it's like it, it acts like there's all this strategy to the game, but it's almost like there's only one way to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, that, that kind of, I grew tired of that. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Zach, you take it over. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a funny story. Should I, I went to Kodiak two okay. weekends ago. That was fun. Found a deer skull. Uh, but they have a Walmart there. That was shocking. Um, Kodiak's a tiny little fishing town. It's an island. They have bears there. Uh, anyway, they had a Walmart. And on the Walmart sale rack, they had the special edition of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I actually wasn't going to buy it Why would until you? I... <laughs> I I wasn't going to buy it until I saw in the back. Nudity in the ESRB <laughs> description. Wait, really? You bought Dante's Inferno because there were boobs in it. No, that's not why. Oh, really? Okay. I, I bought it because uh, Wayne Douglas Barlow worked on the creature design. He's one of my favorite artists. Oh, okay. <laughs> so screw you, Nathan. Uh, but um, Can you blame me? No. No, no. But there are actually boobs in the game, but they look terrible. Yeah, they're like demon boobs and like babies sprout out of them. If that's what you you like, they're they're not round. They're like geometric. It it won't look. Well, Zach, I I really, really hate to disappoint you, but round (laughs) things are also geometric. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've only played it for twenty minutes. You know, it's it's a God of War clone that's not as imaginative. Um. Or is polished. But what's really sad is that I bought it after I'd heard that the PSN was going to be back up like, you know, two days later. Um, This is one of the few times they'd given an actual date. Like, we'll have it back up in, you know, five days. So I bought it because there's a download code for a whole bunch of stuff, including the a bunch of digital art, a, a digital art gallery for Wayne Douglas Barlow's work, which is 90% of the reason I bought it. Hmm. So I get home from Kodiak, and the PSN's still down. And, of course, the PSN's up now. Didn't it go up on Sunday? Yeah, but the PSN store isn't up. The store is not up, and I I can't redeem the code yet. That should be going up on the 26th, unless Xperia Play doesn't use the PlayStation Store. Oh, yeah, because the... The PlayStation phone, so to speak, is coming out next yeah. week. It should come out before oh. the end of the month. But if that actually ties into the PlayStation Store, if it's not entirely separate servers, uh, then, yeah, we'll have it next Thursday. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath, but... That's when I'll be getting just Final ha- Fantasy IV. I just have the download voucher sitting next to the controller, just <laughs> waiting for it to go back up. Um, the game itself is kind of... Man. You know, I got one anecdote great. on a Dante's Inferno real quick. I I've read to, the book. I, it's I went to a gaming event in Philadelphia uh, back before it came out, and they had... It's always sunny there. Yes. Uh, not really, but anyway. Um, 
And they had like the giant booth where it's like they got like the big statue of Dante with this freaking uh, scythe. Oh, I've whatever. seen that. Um, and Lauren got a picture of just like what was like a three-year-old kid just standing in like the the circle pit where they have like, and you could get catch glimpses of because they had the level with the the chick with the boobs and the babies coming out of her nipples. <laughs> um, and there's just a little kid there, and just a very funny, very funny picture. You know, is it is it just me or is his character design just stupid? It is not just bad, just stupid. It's one of those yeah. things because we were we were checking it out and talking to someone who worked on the game there, because Lauren had, like had recently read the Inferno for a uh, for a college class, and it's just like how far off it goes from the story is <laughs> hysterical. The best thing to come out of Dante's Inferno was, I think that's what spawned the. Um, the PR plan? No, the, the visceral game oh, segment yeah. on the Joystick Podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I don't know what that is. Well, that's because you're not in the know. You're not in the it club, Zach. But I'm did not. you guys ever hear of all the, the crazy PR shit that went on before Dante's Inferno? Yeah, like yeah, the, um, I remember that. They, when they slaughtered the goat in Times Square. What? <laughs> no, they didn't. I'm just kidding. No, they, they had the stuff where they had like the... Like sin to win stuff at I think Comic Con, the stuff where they sent some gaming outlets a two hundred dollar check. Yeah, I easily would have won that. <laughs> yeah, um, and wasn't there? But was that also the game that like let you have a night out with a lady? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding? It was weird. <laughs> no, no, really misguided. Well, yeah. I remember. I think it was. Uh... Uh, Stuart on, uh, Player One Podcast said it, he finished it. He said it wasn't bad. Hmm. Um, but it was just very generic. And he said they kind of ran out of money towards the end of the game. <laughs> um, but he also said that Satan has a huge penis. So, if nothing else, I want to get to the end just to see how ridiculous <laughs> his dick is. So look forward to that. That is the reason. I guess Zach he like wraps it. his dick around the girl. I don't. Oh my god! Oh. Just talk about Picross 3D. Oh. I'm, I'm suddenly reminded so, of the end of House that did Overkill. Oh. Yeah, but that yes, didn't show god, anything. That was weird. That didn't show anything. I know. I I think it did. I disagree. A lot of that was left up to your imagination. Mm. I think there were a lot of sound effects in a black yeah. screen. I seem that to recall the. I, I seem to recall the final boss of that that game being a giant. Old, old, like giant topless old woman with ridiculously hanging tits. That's right, so, tasty. Anyway, Zach, why don't you talk about Picross 3D for the 20th here. time? You did not see the guy crawl back into her womb. So <gasps> that's right. Okay, that wasn't what I was talking about. But yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> so Picross 3D. <laughs> so I'm. So I'm on this really hard puzzle, and it turns out it's a right. naked old lady with giant... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I've, I've completed every single-player puzzle, single-player puzzle, every core puzzle in the game. You get to the multiplayer the puzzles, two, yeah. With the last two, which is 10 gold, mm -hmm. and then the special puzzle, where you can't make any mistakes. You're weak. I know. You're farther than I am. I always run out You're of time on that weak. 10 gold. I always do. It's so hard. And they only, if, if they give you an hour, I could probably do it, but they only give you 50 minutes. Hmm. Um, I had, I had a hell of a time getting three stars on the gorilla. 
in that same level. I don't know why. I, I think I'm going to have to look at a FAQ or something if I want to beat it. But I've also been playing the downloadable puzzles. And what I like about those is that, you know, it'll say it takes 30 minutes and it really takes 15 or sometimes 10. Did you so play really, like the Nintendo ones where it's like a virtual boy and Rob the robot? Yeah. Yeah, those were great. All the Nintendo yeah. systems through the years, that was amazing. Yep. Uh, there's even there's more dinosaurs in the downloadable puzzles than in the real game. So, in closing, Picross 3D continues to be amazing. And uh, I can't stop playing it. Tell you what, I'll play it this week but and we'll I, talk about it next I turn week. But I turn the volume down because the music's really starting to irritate me. Like can, you, can, you turn down, can you turn down the duck? He's not a duck. What is that? He's he's like the paperclip on Word. It's not a duck? No, it's just a block with some missing sections. I'm I'm pretty pretty sure it's a duck. He's a a Picross block with some blocks missing. He's what you need him to be. I guess so. He's like the, uh, the mirror of requirement. Or was that not the title of it in Harry Potter? That's not a Room thing. Of requirement. What? There was also a mirror. The of, mirror of, of, of secret desires or something. It was it's desire backwards. Well, then it would be Tits. Very yeah. witty. Gotcha. Then it would be Shantae, and it's not. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, we'll just, be... I'm just used to blah, 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 Shantae. And then, All right, yeah. guys. We'll be white, black. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you actually want to? Is that a break? Pokemon reference? Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Retarded. Fail. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
but it's going to get overshadowed by everything else at E3. Yeah. Because it's not like Nintendo's entire press conference is going to be like eShop, eShop, eShop. No, they're going to be talking about Cafe. They're going to be yeah, talking about Cafe. Uh, they're going to be talking Spit about Zelda, Wii other Fitness Wii games, three, other 3DS what if they, games. What if Reggie's on stage and he says like, "Download this update to your 3DSi during the press conference, and you'll get, you know, Zelda for free." I think what they could do. During the press conference, is use Spot Pass somehow during the press conference, or possibly even have on the eShop, like you can watch trailers of of 3DS games in 3D, like yeah, right cool. after the press conference is over or something. I think that would be really cool. And if they do that, then this entire uh, the the entire shenanigans of having it come out the night before E3 starts <gasps> will be worth it. Do you think they're actually there's been some talk about like actually being able to watch the conference on your 3DS? Any shot of mm. that? Um, I think the best not you'll get 3D. is probably trailers, because no, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think live is going to happen either. Yeah, that's it seems unlikely, but the timing is kind of weird. I I think the timing is specifically so that he can go on stage and say, "Now it's online as of yesterday," so he can talk about it while it's still fresh. I think that's yeah. the entire purpose of this, is yeah. so that he can go on stage and talk about it like it just happened. And it'll and he won't be talking about something that happened two weeks ago. I mean that timing that timing's convenient, but do you think they might just still be trying to get their shit together? No. How hard really? can it really be? God, I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I, I, I don't have know. a feeling this. I is, mean, this how is hard a is it to talk to your friends on the internet? It's not that hard. And then you <laughs> yeah. know they managed to screw I think that up for an entire push. console generation. I think it's it's the PR team was just like, hey guys, you know how that was ready for May thirty first? Let's push it back a week. E three, it'll be great. I have to believe that they said May enough times that it was not necessarily an easy decision for them to break that promise. Yeah, because they, I mean, if they know that if they change it from May, that they lose a little bit of credibility. Like, I mean, it's a I, delay. I, mean, I realize that delays are not a new thing in the industry, but every time you delay, your your promises about release dates become a little more meaningless and. Someone there had to factor that in when they were talking about delaying it. So I, I kind of think maybe it wasn't just marketing. Yeah, I mean, they yeah knew no, that's what when, I'm saying. They knew when E3 was back when they said May. It's not like they didn't realize yeah. that yeah. May was the month before maybe it's E3, a, maybe Yeah, maybe it's a mixture E3. of both where you have the mar- – like there was a marketing plan for it of like, well, we could push it back if it's not ready yet. If it's if it's not if it's not technical issues, I doubt it's marketing. It may just be someone really high up in Nintendo that just got this stupid idea, and they got pushed through just because of yeah. them. I mean, I I could see that I, happening. It really disappoints me because that means that there is jack shit that I care about on 3ds until after E3. Yeah, yeah, like there is right. there is nothing for me, and it just it's it's kind of depressing in all honesty because. I was looking forward to the eShop as being like my game release for May because there's nothing that really appeals to me but right now. But you know now. what? We don't need, like, I, I don't even know anything new that's coming to eShop that's not the Mega Man Legends demo. Yeah. You know? What, what else are you excited about? Old games, right? The possibility. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for the game of old games that have. I want to have my DSiWare games on my 3DS. Right, but has the launch lineup been, uh, confirmed? No. Right. I mean, we so know we don't Super even Mario know Land, what we're Link's Awakening. For. We're assuming bike will we're, we're assuming. be free. I mean, the Kid, Ic- Kid Icarus—they showed us that way early in the game, and do we have it? No. Yeah, but I mean, that was—I think it was maybe there was a breath that like launch title back at E3, but then after that, it was never <clears> a launch title. 
Right, exactly. I'm saying the same thing for the, the eShop tiles we've seen. They've said every time they've mentioned the eShop, uh, as recently as I think March, mm-hmm. um, that, that Super Mario Land and Link's Awakening are going to be launch titles. I mean, that well, could have changed, but it's they been also said, said we're getting into it's, May. It's, it's been it, said many, many more times that those will be launch titles than. I don't think it's even a matter of, of what's coming out the day the eShop launches. The fact of the matter is that they've established a precedent of weekly releases on these digital platforms. So once the eShop launches, we can expect, I would hope, something something new every week on on the platform. On top of that, they'll have. I'm I'm really hoping they bring something like the Nintendo Channel to the to the system. Just so I we think can, it'll you know, be their day one. I would love to be. I mean, I I might actually watch Nintendo Week if I could do it on my 3DS, just because I'm much more likely to pick it up and kill some time that way than then turn the Wii on and focus all of my attention in the room to Nintendo Week. You know, the idea that they're just taking uh, existing virtual console games and porting them as 3D 3D remakes kind of sickens me. They're doing that with Excitebike, right? And that's going to be free for Europe or something? I don't know. Uh, um, confirmed for Japan, likely Japan, the same I'm everywhere sorry. else. Yeah, okay. so, I yeah, think it's kind of lazy, yeah. I it's think it's lazy, and it's just... So, some idiot was like, this is how we get you to buy it again. And I'm not going to do it. Like, um, why? Uh, I, I'll be completely honest. I agree with you in every way, shape, and form, but I'll totally buy it. And I know I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And and I hate you. But To be fair, I wouldn't like, buy Excitebike. I'm just excited that it's probably going to be free. Well, the deal, that's, well, that's your, that's your starter. You know, that's your free yeah. thing. That's it. What should be free is you porting all your games you already bought for eight dollars to your handheld system. Yeah, I mean Although, Apple. Like, I mean, Apple does like, that really well. If if they were to make Yoshi's Island a 3D classic, I would be all over that shit. If they were to bring a Mega Man game over as a 3D classic, I would be all over that shit. It really depends on the game for me. I think it's really, I think it's really easy to believe that you know now that we're buying these things on virtual console, we're buying a version of the game that is our permanent copy and not having to rebuy the cartridge every every other console generation. Yeah, or that, generation. that was the hope. That's that's sort of really great to believe, but I don't know that Nintendo looks at it that way. It's they I don't know that they, you they, they, they look the at Wii. it. <clears throat> they clearly yeah, I, don't I, look at that. And what they're going to say is, well, your Wii didn't go away. You're, it's still available with all the same great titles you bought for it. I agree that that sucks, but I, I guess I... <clears throat> never really fully believe that I wouldn't have to rebuy these things on the handheld. Now, the next console, gener- the next console generation on Cafe, but I I fully expect my stuff better transfer over. But yeah, yeah, I agree I, with you. It's different from the handheld. Why? I don't because it's a different gaming experience. <clears throat> why is it? Why is it eight dollars different? It's 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 not really, but there is a there is a. a mental gap between handheld and console gaming where it doesn't bother me as much to rebuy the game on handheld but it would bother me a lot to rebuy the game on console it's just yeah, it's, no, it's, well i i agree I it's not really a thing but it doesn't I, bother me as much yeah nathan i know what your your counterpoint will likely be and that's ps3 to psp yeah but my argument would, with that would be that we in ds and we in 3ds are completely different systems for the most part 
whereas the PS3 and the PSP or the PS3 and the NGP and and you don't are think you don't similar think the, systems at heart. The the NGP is not gonna the NGP is the new system, right? Yeah, it's almost the same exact situation. The main console will still be out, and they're launching a new handheld. It's the same thing. Have they mentioned anything <clears throat> about whether or not you'll be able to transfer all your PSN games over to NGP? Uh, do you have any doubt that you will be able to? Well, yeah, let's actually. also keep in I, mind I don't, that I don't the, think, so. the, I in, think that's the infrastructure. <clears throat> so let's also keep in mind that the infrastructure that's existed on PlayStation consoles, not you know, not barring the last few weeks, right, make this kind of thing much, much simpler. Nintendo would have to. Yes, but Nintendo knows what games you. They want. have to. They have to fix their shit before this can be a simple. Oh yeah, of course. You log into your account and then your shit's there. Like yeah, this is that that's the, that's the seventh step in a seven step process. My thing they're not is, on step two I, yet. This is this is exactly like our uh, Twilight Princess argument about whether or not they should have put in classic controller support. I don't give a shit how hard it is for them. I don't care. No, I. You know they should be able to get their act together and do it. You know Sony did it. Why can't they? Because financial conditions have not required them to do it yet. At the end of the day, they don't feel they need to change their business model because they're not losing money yet. There will they, come a yeah, time. You're right. You're right. They they don't need to do it, but I don't think saying like "oh, it's hard" is 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 a justification. If you just want to say they don't care, they're going to get your money anyways. I yes, I they buy that. don't think it's worth the time. That's that's the thing. They yeah. don't think it's worth their development resources because they don't think there's enough people out there that this is a like a system selling feature that'll buy it. Now, yeah. maybe they're wrong, maybe they're right, but that's that's what they believe. They don't believe that not doing it. Here's here's the here's the bottom line. They don't believe not doing it is going to lose the money. And today, they're probably right. In 3 years, I think they're dead wrong. I think the nature of this kind of thing, the the iPhone is making this sort of... I was going to say, you don't think all the people that enjoyed purchasing uh, iPhone games and then having them work on their iPad 2 would have a problem with this? Look at it this way. The, I, the, iPhone, debuted, the iPhone debuted in 2007, but the App Store didn't debut until 2008. How many people today have had more than one iPhone? How many iPhone owners, percentage-wise, have had more than one device? Not not that many. Probably most of them are still on their first iPhone. I don't know that the benefit of being able to transfer your apps from one Apple device to another is really that <clears throat> ubiquitous. Yet. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, transferring specifically between the iPhone and the iPad because I think the people that own an iPad, there's a large percentage of them that also own an iPhone. Yeah, um, maybe you're right. And that's, I that's, think that's a good point. I'm buying a bigger or smaller version of something. I would like the content I own to transfer, and it does. No, and I think <clears> it's <throat> awesome, and I, I I love that it does it. I just I that's that's what Nintendo thinks. It's not losing them money to not do it. Yeah. Yet. I just but think, I think the, that's the difficulty I think it's angle change. on it I, isn't isn't a proper way to excuse that behavior. Well, drastically modifying your system up op your operating system they have they have millions upon millions of dollars it's not a simple thing it's a thing that needs to happen but it's not a simple thing to do it when they haven't designed their operating system to account for it now right. i i agree it's not like something that they couldn't do it's not something that hasn't been done before it's not something that they couldn't like pay a few programmers a couple of you know 
yes. a couple of weeks' salary to put together, but yes. it's not necessarily something they can just turn on overnight. It is something that they, they have to carefully analyze the implications of doing. I, right, right. It, everything takes time. I'm not saying they can flip a switch in a dark room somewhere and have this online. I'm just saying that they've got the money to throw at it, It and they might not think it's worth it, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility. There are serious business implications to making these uh, Wii Shop purchases like a permanent a permanent installation going forward that require a lot of you know analysis to decide if this is really something that they want to do. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Nintendo really ever intended these purchases to be like some 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 sort of permanent archive that they're going to support. Maybe not, but but how much is it costing them to do 3D makes of all these other games, and how much more slowly? Are we going to see these titles now? I, I bet you that we're going to see, you know, we're definitely going to see less titles that are actually on the virtual console just by the nature that they have to be remade. And if third parties have to do it, are they going to actually take the time to do that? Will they be allowed no. to release it just plain? Who knows? I honest, I fully expect the 3D Classics thing to die out very quickly. I hope it does, I, because I, shame I on them for doing that. I don't see any place for it in the market. Why do we need two separate storefronts for downloading old games. That doesn't make well, any new, sense. New Play Control lasted like three games. Well, Andy, like, you, that's, you, that's yourself, you yourself just said you view them as two separate arenas and that you might well buy something again. And that's why. Well, I mean, they're two as different as 3D experiences. Goes, I'm, so. I'm not as bitter about it as you guys appear to be because it really depends on how much you value 3D as far as an addition to the game. Personally, Zero. for certain games, I think 3D would be really cool. Like, for example, something like Yoshi's Island in 3D, or, um, like, for, I know I saw Xevious in 3D, where, okay, is Xevious a great game? No, but the 3D effect looked pretty cool, because your ship was popping off of the screen, and you saw the background. Like, it really depends on how much you value 3D, and there are going to be people out there who value 3D a lot more than obviously you guys do. Um, I think and those people that... that's what that's what 3D classics will appeal to and I kind of sit halfway in that category because I'm not going to buy the game because it's 3D but if it's a game that I love I won't have many qualms with rebuying it as long as it's not ridiculously expensive. I kind of feel like the fact that there's two separate classic game lines on the 3DS, the virtual handheld virtual console handheld and uh, the 3D classics. I kind of think that maybe that sort of lends itself to them going ahead and letting you transfer your Wii Virtual Console games on. Because think about it: if not for the fact that that that, that like it, it, well, how, how do I put this? If there's no reason not to make all of your all of your Virtual Console games some sort of 3D version if they're on the 3D system that you're trying to sell because of the 3D, unless maybe you want to keep the Virtual Console stuff separate so that you can bring it over. Because otherwise, they could, otherwise, why not do anything that's that's not a 3D classic? Why not just make everything 3D? Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why 3D classics exist so that they can do some 3D ones and then the virtual console ones you can transfer <clears throat> over. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Either that or they take the approach of this is your this is what you're getting. You know. Now the other the other <clears throat> thought is if the virtual console on 3DS is only handheld systems then it's sort of different to begin with. However, that's already been blurred by the fact that they're going to have uh, TurboGrafx games on there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's dumb. Yep. I think I think I think the eShop branding, as we know it right now, is a real real mess. 
Um, I'm hoping that it's not as bad as I think it is. Because right now it just kind of seems like they have too many different types of things you can get on there. Um, and I'd really like it to be a little more, I don't know, segregated into obvious categories. But yeah. that's me. We'll see. I agree. Uh, before we go on to the next story, why don't we mention briefly that Zach has left the building. He has he's, his... uh, if you couldn't tell by his quietness tonight, uh, he's not, he's feeling under the weather. Yes. So... Feel better, Zach. We'll see you next week. Miller's dead. Oh, I feel, I will dead. feel horrible if I'm right. Um, oh God, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I said it too, and now I'm going to feel bad. Really? Yeah, just leave it in. <laughs> we, 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 Zach we has might, added screw you man to the chat we might get <laughs> Thanks. we might get some secret service guys knocking on our door next week but uh, <laughs> it's okay we'll be able to be a new part a new wave of psychic super soldiers That's why don't we go ahead and move on to the uh, next news item which will be the last news item for this uh, show which is getting a little bit on the on the long side yeah. uh, they're going to be releasing a Dragon Quest compilation um, it's going to have the DQ1, DQ2, and DQ3, and the NES and, well, actually I should say Famicom and Super Famicom versions of those games, because this is a Japan-only deal at the moment. It's the uh, 25th anniversary of Dragon Quest in Japan, so they've got yeah. this cool little bonus disc coming out, which is actually pretty sweet. Pretty unlikely that we're going to get it over here, yeah. um, which is unfortunate, but I know the, there, there was never Super NES versions of, of those games, so... It'd probably be half the content if we got it at all, anyway. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, there I, were I, the uh, the remakes for was it Game Boy or Game Boy Color? Game Boy that, Color. I believe yeah, those were I the was, Super Famicom say, versions. Could we, we just please get them on a what should we call it? Virtual console Virtual. handheld. Yeah, make them a 3DS. That'd classics. be great. No, just God, just make them. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that was antagonistic. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> oh, and it worked well. I, I like make the them Dragon, 3DS. Like, make them 3DS where. Let's fuck it all up. I liked all those old Dragon Quest games. Yeah, I like how three started with a little interrogation of your personality, and I just never felt like I could answer it properly. I'd I'd be honest, or I'd try to sound good, and he's, he the guy that's judging you. I think it's God or whatever. Is always just ends up saying, "Hmm, you're a terrible person." That, I don't know. Looks at his younger sister or something. You know, something weird. You know, and I, that always disturbed me. But I like those games. Yeah, Dragon I would Quest. Love to play those. I've Dragon only Quest One. Dragon one Quest One. Yeah, it's one of my favorite RPGs. I like the simplicity of it. I like that you only I mean, have th- one character. I like yeah. finding those sort of archetypal items throughout the the sequence of the game. You know, completing your set. The, the Game Boy port is way better. Like I, I originally played. The NES version, and that's that doesn't hold up well. But that Game Boy port, yeah, I've holds only up played very the Game well. Boy port, so yeah, that's the way to go nowadays. So yeah, I really hope that comes out on Virtual Console. That'd be great. Same here. Um, yeah, but it'd be cool if that Dragon Quest compilation came out here and it was the Game Boy versions or something like that. I, just one through three should come out here again somehow. Yeah, in some form. Yeah. I, I'd actually appreciate. Uh, why don't they do a 3DS remake? I'd actually like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Definitely. Not 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 as in uh, pull the sprites up and make them on a different plane. I want full-on polygonal like remake. remakes. Like, like the remakes we had for 4, 5, and 6, right? Yes, yes. But right. yeah, better. I'd like... Yeah. You know, I, I don't know why they couldn't quite get... See, I'm playing 4, 
uh, I, I was playing for, and it's not up to Final Fantasy IX quality. I want that, at least. I guess I could go a little bit higher on the 3DS. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, that. Yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, I'd like to close the show by mentioning a few things that are up on NintendoWorldReport.com right now. Um, we had this week's Extra Life article, which went up the day of recording, is uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh, our Australia correspondent, Nick Bray, wrote about the game. Um, did you guys ever play Mario Kart Super Circuit? Nope. Okay. Um, I played a little... Wait, was, uh, that, was that the GBA one? I'm sorry. Yeah. I kind of spaced out. Yes, I played it. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, No. <laughs> I find well, the super the, the super did. NES mode mode seven styles Mario Kart games hard to play. Yeah, yeah. I have fun playing that like in multi I, the multiplayer with like the single cart. It, it always makes me feel like a dog scooting on the carpet. I, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, oddly enough. Also, um, yesterday, uh, well, earlier this week, we posted a Pokemon movie marathon feature where Andrew Brown, Pedro Hernandez, and Josh Max look at all of the 12 Pokemon movies that have come out in exhaustive Jesus, detail. that's ridiculous. Um, there's a cast list. Uh, you get, I, I edited uh, a bulk of that, and man, this shit is crazy. That's um, weird. Like, it's just like, like, especially the most recent ones regarding Diamond and Pearl, it's basically, it's just like the five legendary Pokemon from those games just kicking the shit out of each other all the time. Um, nice. But yeah, that's the Pokemon thing. If you care about those movies, then I'll go and read that feature. And by Excellent. the time you uh, you hear this, there will be a Zelda character feature going up where uh, uh, people will be writing about their favorite Zelda side characters. Um, I know Makar from Wind Waker is being written about and Ooh, how is he anyone's favorite anything? I think Zach actually wrote that one. Is that the annoying bouncy leaf guy? Yeah. Oh. I I was when I was replaying Wind Waker. Um, I asked Lauren what she thought Macar looked like, and she said a turd with a with a stick or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, wow, uh, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. A lot of the characters in in uh, Wind Waker were, were just really unappealing to me. Yeah, I, I mean, love I the love game. The, I, love I love the art the style, game. and yeah, I love, I the, love game. the art. I love the game. Snot face kid, not so much. Yeah, but at least it's better than like Freak Baby in a uh, Twilight Princess. Freak Baby, uh, when the, the one who owns the store. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, the insect girl? No, no, no. There's like the one. I forget his name or its name. I don't even know. But it's just like this little baby kid that like was in Kakariko Village and then ran a store later on. I, re- I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it looked like. Yeah. It's freak yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, but that that's all we got. And uh, next week, for all you people who wrote in, either in the talkback thread for last week's show or into the new email, which is newscast at nintendoworldreport.com, we will be covering listener mail next week. So send in more, and maybe that'll just be the entire episode. Make it easier on us. Send us yeah. stuff in to yeah. newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Excellent. Nice. And rate us on iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Peace out, yo. That's a newscast. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.